Welcome to Offstage with Jordan Baylor, where you'll discover the stories behind the movers and shakers in the entertainment and business world. Now here's your host, Jordan Baylor. Hey, welcome to another episode of Offstage with Jordan Baylor. Have you ever spoken to someone who can do a bunch of things? I don't mean that one guy we all know that's like a club promoter, video director, has a clothing brand and like 75 other things. And he's constantly outputting crap. I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about a person who can do a bunch of things well. I had the opportunity to speak with a comedian named Jonesy. And in the conversation, we touched on creating an authentic space, creating just to create, not because it's cool or trendy or some other superficial reason. Creating just because it makes your heart sing. In our conversation, we spoke on his career in stand-up comedy, his music career, and the impact of COVID-19 and the, the, the effects it's had on it. Also, if you have dreams of becoming a voiceover actor, if that interests you, he gives you a step-by-step blueprint on how to step into the game and what you need to do from the idea all the way to booking your first gig. I learned so much about myself and Jonesy as well. So without further ado, I bring to you the extremely creative Jonesy. Hey, welcome to another edition of Offstage with Jordan Baylor. This is Jordan Baylor here, and I've got on the line a multi-hyphenated, talented actor, comedian, voiceover artist, and host of the daily podcast, Weird as AF News, Mr. Jonesy. How are you doing today, sir? Hey, Jordan. Thanks for having me on the show i'm excited to be here i'm 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 so wow i didn't expect that kind of introduction multi-hyphenate wow i'm i don't know if i can live up to all of this i hope they don't have huge <laughs> expectations for for this guest to be <laughs> i mean i'm okay i'm okay man all these things yes yes hey man own it you do a lot I do. sir I do you do, do a lot, lot. i'm a humble yeah. guy though uh, but yeah i have done a, a lot of things uh in uh lately uh, in isolation i've Unfortunately, I can't do a lot of the things I like to do, which is stand-up comedy and act. And so we've just been concentrating on the podcast while I'm isolated. I'd imagine you're you're dealing with the same situation yourself, right? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm cooped up in the house, so we're coming to you live from the the house headquarters. Have you have you uh, <laughs> have you found that your your podcast production has doubled and tripled, or you got more output now? Uh, yeah, it is a lot easier to get in touch with people. People now all of a sudden have time. So it's beautiful. Oh, you mean people are home is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. People are home and people are like, yeah, yeah. yeah." You know, talk to somebody that's not my wife. Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) Oh my God. The bill collectors have been calling me every day. I'd rather talk to you. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So I like to start off every interview. I like to ask who is Jonesy? Who is Jonesy? Oh, uh, I don't get that question often. Um, I guess, uh, Jonesy is, uh, an East coaster. Now living in Los Angeles, uh, I, I've been called a renaissance man by some because I like I like mm. to do so many different things. I, I write music. Uh, I write and shoot videos. I act. I've been on television and, and films. I w- I've been in bands before. Uh, I've done stand-up comedy for 15 years. Uh, I've done theater. And, uh, and now I do, in addition to all those things, uh, a podcast as well. So uh, I'm a creative type that uh, I, I have creative ADD, I guess you could call it, Jordan. I just bounce from one thing to the other. I, I get bored very easily. So I like to pick up the guitar or pick up the pen or pick up the camera or pick up the microphone, uh, all of these things. Uh, so that's, I guess that's mm. the best way to describe Jonesy. 
That's cool, man. I like that, you know, all over the place, but like still creating in every field. So I like to segue into like why weird AF news, you know, like your show, you go, well, let me break down what the show is first for the people that never heard an episode is, you know, you sit in front of your mic and then you read the weirdest news that has come. Is it in the world or is it America or just all Florida? Because it all <laughs> yeah. sounds like crazy. Uh, so it's all, it's all <laughs> over the world. Um, but on, on Fridays, oh, I only do weird news out of Florida. That's called Florida Friday. Yeah. Oh, really? I was just joking. I did yeah, not yeah. know. <laughs> so I don't know if you listen to the Friday episode, but every Friday, I only do weird news out of Florida. Florida Fridays, we call it, uh, because it's such a weird place, as you know. Uh, yeah, and there's enough yeah. weird news to do an episode every week on the damn state. It's crazy. Yeah. But uh, in general, during the week, Monday through Thursday, it is weird news from all over the world. I do three stories every day. Um, from all over the world that, that are weird that I choose. Some of them are I find on my own. Mm -hmm. Some of them are uh, sent to me by fans. Uh, yeah. So if you like, uh, if you're if you're kind of if the mainstream news has you depressed, which I always say this on the show, uh, if the mainstream news got you down, I mean, check out Weird AF News because uh, it's a nice little break from that. So you get your news, but you get a laugh as well. Yeah, I, I like the format. What is the weirdest headline you think you've ever read? Like, what's something, a story that stuck with you? The story you? that keeps sticking with me is, uh, I just can't shake it, man. Two stories in mind. One is about a, mm -hmm. a fella who was caught on, on a security camera licking licking a doorbell for five hours <laughs> at someone's house. <laughs> just licking. And, and the, the, the family wasn't home. They were watching it on their, you know, on their security <laughs> camera. Someone licking their doorbell for five hours. What, is it? Uh, what was my man rolling on? I mean, what was he yeah, on? Well, I'll have whatever he's having. That is, I mean, if it makes you, if it makes you fall in love with a doorbell, I mean, imagine what it does to humans. Uh, right, that yeah. is consistent. That is work ethic. That is dedication. Five hours. Five hours. I know a lot of women probably saw that that footage was like, wow, can I, like, can, you, yeah. <laughs> can I get his number? Can I get his number? So that story, and uh, then a story out of Florida, uh, a man had been, for a number of weeks, had been stealing pool floats out of the, out of the neighborhood pools, you know, those inflatable floats, and mm -hmm. he, had been, he, he yeah. stole pool floats from every pool in the neighborhood, and he was stashing them in a garage and having sex with them. <laughs> so, I mean, the guy was having sex with pool floats. That sounds like a TLC yeah. series. That sounds like one of those. Uh, <laughs> one more story that I really love uh, that I think about is a, a woman, uh, she married the ghost of a dead pirate. <laughs> Which, <laughs> <laughs> is that yeah. right? is so, I These sound like onion headlines, I know, they, do. they man. sound like, like onion I... headlines. It's hard to imagine they're actually bona fide headlines. The, the pirate lady I covered last, uh, it was the end of 2018. She had married the, de the ghost of the dead pirate. Uh, and then later in 2019, I, I revisited the story because she was in the news again. She got divorced, apparently, from, this, from the ghost of the dead pirate. <laughs> Did she get half the pirate ship? Like, what she happened? got half the booty, yes. Uh, half the I booty. Mean, can you imagine? I was so surprised to hear that it didn't work out with a 300-year-old dead pirate ghost. I mean... It's hard to make relationship. Oh, it's, it's hard to make your relationship work with someone who's alive right now in 2019, 2020. Never mind someone oh 300 years ago who's, been, who's a dead ghost. Uh, these stories, I think, are just so bizarre. Um, 
and they're just kind of like um, symptoms of a weird culture, man. I feel like everything, everybody's getting crazier. I, I didn't think that until I did this podcast. I thought we were kind of crazy. Now I'm really convinced that we've gone mm-hmm. over the deep end and people are just bananas, man, all over the world. It's really something, man. But especially in Florida, you know, there's something going on down there for sure. You asked me. Something oh, in the yeah. water. Do, do, do humans even disappoint you? At this point, like all the headlines that you've done, because you've done over what seven hundred episodes. I've done over seven hundred episodes. I mean, you, and that's you, over two thousand segments of uh, weird news. You've seen the lowest of the low. You've read yeah, it. You, I'll, you know, you know just... uh, I'll tell you what it does. Uh, uh, it makes me feel better about myself, you know, because I, <laughs> I can say to myself, "Hey, you know, things aren't going so well right now." Like I've, I, you know, I don't know about you, but my income's taking a hit from this situation. You know, I, I, I didn't, mm-hmm. I did. Uh, I didn't make some money doing stand-up comedy. That was kind of a, a thing that I've been doing for a while. And now I have no shows. Um, and so, you know, sometimes I say, ah, man, what a God, you know, can things get any worse? And then I, and then I do these stories. I go, well, at least, you know, at least I wasn't arrested for uh, using a vibrator on the floor of Walmart. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> this is kind of, this is kind of, <laughs> it hasn't gotten yeah, like, that at least bad. I'm not, yeah, not, at least I'm not these people that are, rock me yeah, bottom. At least I'm not these people you know? that I'm reading about. Um, so yeah, it can, it can make you feel good about your life is my point, you know? So this is another reason to listen to Weird AF News because I cover the most degenerate human behavior on the planet on a regular basis. And when you hear that, it makes you feel a lot good about yourself or your position well at least it's not that bad you know at least i'm not marrying at least i'm not so desperate in my love life that i'm marrying dead pirate ghosts <laughs> you know what i mean or like today's story i yeah. did a story about a woman who uh, she's she apparently she's having a relationship with a chandelier <laughs> i don't know it's a 92 year old german chandelier and then she's in love with it and tells everybody about it it's just bizarre behavior and she's just fresh off. She, apparently, she had a relationship with the Statue of Liberty. She claims this woman is out of her mind, you know. But and there's people out there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry. yeah. This is good. Yeah. You can feel good about yourself. At least you're not one of these people. <laughs> and then you know, on every Friday, every Friday comes, you can go. Well, God damn it! At least I don't live in Florida. <laughs> Shit. I know, oh my right? God, everything coming out of Florida is it's just madness, man. It's just madness. It's just the oh, worst. Yeah. It's, it's the worst. A hundred percent. So I noticed I noticed at the end of like your episodes or the episode I heard, you, you play your stand up at the end uh of the episode. Is this a way to like um introduce your listeners into uh your stand up comedy and kind of bring them into your uh, world? Yeah, yeah. Uh I they know I do stand up comedy, because um, I I mentioned it in the show. Uh, hey, I'll be in I'll be in, you know, wherever I am this week. And I'll be in San Diego or, you know, I did shows in Asia in um, January and February. And so if, ah, if anybody's in Singapore or Malaysia or Japan, you can catch me here. And I, so they know I do it. Um, but I figured, you know, if they're fans of me, they might want to hear my comedy album. So occasionally I'll just mention, I do have a comedy album on the show. And if they'd like to download it, they can go to my, uh, they can go to my website, jonesy.com. And, you know, it's a special time right now where a lot of people are stuck in their houses and they're looking for things to do. They're looking for more content, right? They might be bored of uh, watching Netflix. They might want to listen to something else. So it's a good time to to sh- sort of try and sell those sorts of things. If you have something yourself that you that you do, a different podcast maybe. Maybe you, maybe you wrote and mm-hmm. recorded an album of music or something. It's a good time to push that stuff out right now because people are looking for things to do and content. We're a little bored right now. We're isolated. 
And so, uh, yeah, I, I thought I would put a little clip of it on there so they could get a taste of it and then, uh, you know, tell them where they could buy the album. Um, no one's downloaded it yet from that episode, but, you know, hey, who knows? By the end of the week, maybe we'll get a few. Uh, I don't I, – yeah, hey, I, I mean, I'm, hey, look, it, I'm trying to generate an income here any way I can. You know, Jordan, it's like these are – we gotta, we yeah. gotta get our hustle on right now. Yeah, I, I like the uh, show. I like the show. I like how it brings it. Cause it made me check out your stand up. So it was just like a nice gateway into into the world of you know Jonesy. So I was like, oh, okay, he's a you know, it's like it's like multi hyphenate. You know, kind of like Kevin Hart. You know, you like his stand up, so you go check out his movies, and then he also does seventy five other. Oh yeah, yeah, things, he absolutely you know? does. So yeah, then you blink, and he's like literally infiltrated your entire life and you're like god damn it dude and go then you're away. like i just why don't i just give, give kevin hart 40 dollars again i gave him money again i keep giving yeah. kevin hart my money why do i do it <laughs> i keep doing it so is that the ultimate goal for you is it to be like a kevin hart like figure where we never stop seeing your oh, face or hearing your well, voice no, I, I, you're just like coming from all the mediums. i don't i don't really want to be like at that level that's just too much to handle I, I don't think i could take that i really i really could i don't envy kevin hart uh for that i don't envy his work i mean, I mean not his work ethic, imagine, but I don't envy his workload I mean, can you imagine you, you you just you go to the the bathroom to take a whiz and just someone's following you because they mm -hmm. and they're waiting for you at the urinal because they want a picture with you i mean that's not a life i want to live i'm not prepared for that at all I couldn't, I, I couldn't handle that. I don't know how those mega celebrities deal with that, that lifestyle. I wouldn't trade that for all that money. I really wouldn't, I really would not. It's too, too much pressure and it's no privacy and people trying to come at you and you don't know what their intentions are. I, I just couldn't do that. I really couldn't. It is very yeah, tough. I would like a, you know, you, give me you like a medium level of fame <laughs> and I'm okay with that, you know? Definitely. I agree with that. Cause you know, you, you, you give up all your privacy, your intimacy your problems and, and like they just become public and it's fodder. not worth it for those hundreds yeah. of millions look i can live comfortably off tens of millions okay i don't need hundreds of millions of dollars i could my life would change with two million dollars my life would completely change with two million dollars i don't need 200 million dollars and what comes with that if that's the price to pay i don't i, I don't want it you know i mean you know gold diggers you, you name it. so why be an actor and a writer and a you know, director and a creator of all sorts. If, if the ultimate goal isn't, I, I guess, not fame, but just oh, you know, it's so fun having some real influence, well, right? Isn't that well, the ultimate to me, goal? It's, it's fun to make things with my friends. That's what I love. That's what I love to do. I love to make things and and to get. You know, mm. I shoot videos with my friends, anyways, here in LA. I don't know if you've been to my YouTube channel and my website, but yeah, I've, I've shot. If you go to Jonesy dot com and click on videos, I wrote and directed all of those videos, mm -hmm. and those are my those are my friends and. You know, so a weekend would come, like, get together with a couple of friends. What are you guys doing? Hey, let's get together. I've written something. I would like to shoot it with you. Let's find a location and let's work it out. And then I'll even edit it myself. And I do all the, I do everything. I do the lighting. I, I've learned how to do all of these little skills on my own because I like to make things. So that's so much fun to get together with my friends, crack a few beers, you know, um, smoke some weed and make a video. Mike, I mean, imagine being able to do that for a living and make money doing that like you know adam sandler is an example of somebody i think of that like he makes things with his friends he puts all his friends in the movies you know like working with your friends is so fun it's a lifestyle that i i totally mm -hmm. envy um i i do i've done it on a small level where i've made things with my friends and we didn't make any money we just had a good time but now imagine 
Imagine I have a budget. <clears throat> Imagine someone's giving me money to make shit. Now I can pay all my friends. Shit, I can fly Jordan Baylor in. Jordan, you're coming in. I'm gonna put you in this. I'm gonna put you in this movie that I'm making. You know, I'm gonna give you a small role, a couple lines. Boom, and 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 I can like pay my people and make things. And like that's just a dream. I don't need the fame and all that. It's just making things with my friends and getting paid to do it would be like a dream come true. That's why I like to do all those things: act and shoot videos and make the music and and make comedy. You know, that's 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 what I like. That's what I get out of it. It's about the sincerity of the art. Oh, sure, sure. I can dig that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and you know, and the collaboration process is fun, too. Uh, it's funny, you know, like when you're getting together and you're sh like, I shot a lot of comedy videos with my friends and I'll go in with an idea. And, but by the time we're done with it, my friends' ideas have been incorporated as well because we'll be doing something and they'll suggest something that's funnier than my idea. And I'm not, I'm not that proud. I'm going to take your idea if it's funny, you know, like, let's do you got a better, <laughs> you got something funnier than what I said. Give it to me. Let's do it. I, I, you know, let's and, do and it throughout that process, the collaboration. Uh, there's a lot of laughter going on. There's a lot of jokes being cracked. You know, we're just cracking each other up and we're having a great time. So that collaboration is also so rewarding to me. Um, I, I love it. I really love it. Podcasting is great too, but a lot of times, as you know, <clears throat> you're alone doing that. You know, you're alone editing it. You're alone doing this and that. And, and my podcast, I don't really have guests. So it's just me. It's just a thing I do on my own. So it's nice to get out there and play mm -hmm. with other people too, you know? That's cool, man. That's cool. Especially you being in LA and being able to, you know, reach out to a ton of collaborators. Uh, how long have you been in, um, in LA? So I've been in LA now uh, just over three years, almost four years. Okay. What's something you wish you knew uh, at the beginning of your career that you learned from experience? Well, I would have done the things that I've done a lot earlier, you know. Um, I wouldn't have wasted any time in college, for sure. Um, I tried college, and it just, you know, and now I have a, a loan that um, I'm not paying. <laughs> I mean, I've tried. I can't pay it right now. Uh, but, like, it's crushing it, it wasted you. a few years of my life, and it was ended up being useless and expensive and stupid. Um, I wouldn't have done that. And I would have, so I would have started doing all this stuff a lot sooner. You know, I would have done, I didn't do any acting in high school. I didn't do theater and nothing like that. I just, uh, I, you know, I was, I was playing sports, that kind of crap. I would have gotten into this stuff from the jump, from the get-go. I would have been, you know, trying to find a, get my hands on a video camera as a young teenager and try and shoot things. I never did any of that. I just wasn't really interested in it. It wasn't until later in life that um, I, I started doing these things. I would have, I wish I had started earlier everything, you know, stand-up. Uh, you know, acting, all of it. Uh, so yeah, that that's something I would definitely change. So with so many multi-hyphenates and you doing so many different things, what was your first, like, I guess, love or your first passion? Was the it stand-up? first passion was music. Um, yeah, music? yeah, I picked up, I got a hold of an oh, wow. acoustic guitar uh, in my late teens and I just started playing, learning how to play the damn thing. I took a few lessons and then... Uh, then as soon as I learned how to play chords, I just started playing all my favorite songs at home. Hours every day, just playing my favorite songs. Uh, and then I started going out to open mics and playing some covers. And then I went from there. And then I ended up getting into a band and um, singing in the band uh, and, and playing a little guitar. Uh, so, yeah, music was first for me. And then the stand-up comedy. Um, and then oh, the wow. That's a pretty unconventional like uh, transition. Like you know, I've never heard of a lead singer being like, "Oh, it's time to do stand up." I mean, yeah, stand up oh, man. comedy. When I was you in know, New York never... City, I would have, I would, uh, I would play with my band, and then I would 
uh, I would mm-hmm. get off stage and then I would go and somewhere else in Manhattan and do a comedy set. Like in the same night, I would have a stand-up comedy show and my band would gig. Like that happened multiple wow. times. Yeah, for sure. That was very exciting. Yeah, I was doing that back in the day when I moved to New York City in 2003. Wow. So I, I see you do that and you're also a voiceover actor and you've done cartoons and other things of that nature. How, how did you get your start in there? Uh, well, I was doing stand-up in New York, and somebody saw me on stage. It was a casting director, and she really liked she really liked my presence on stage and my character and my voice. And um, she brought me into audition for something, and uh, it was a big it was a Nickelodeon show, and I almost got it. Uh, I, I almost got this big job, and it was my first thing that I auditioned for. I didn't get it, <clears throat> but she believed in me, and uh, she she. She's, I mean, I told her, I, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just a comedian and, I'm, and I sing in bands. I, I don't, I don't do any of this acting stuff. I don't, uh, I don't have an agent or anything of the sort. She said, well, you ought to have an agent. So let me help you get an agent. And she did right away. And I got an agent and then I just started being sent out on auditions for commercials and voiceovers and film and television. And, uh, Right away, I started booking these uh, voiceover commercials. For some, for some reason, I just had a gift for the voiceover. I was just killing them all the time, and I, and I was making money at it. I was like, my god! And then I could, I got the, I, I could stop doing any little side jobs that I was doing to pay the bills because I was making money doing this voiceover stuff. It really took off in New York. Just booking all of these. I was the voice of Macy's. I was the voice of Gogurt. I was the voice of McDonald's for a little while. I was doing all of this work. And it was a great way to pay the bills. And I ended up booking a, a shit ton of voiceover work as, as a result of that. Um, and uh, yeah, it's something I never thought. I didn't even know it was, I didn't even know it was a job when I was younger. I didn't know that was a job. I didn't know what the hell that was. I just, I didn't know anything about it. And um, I just, it's something. What is that industry like? I've always really wondered about like voiceovers and like you got the many different I guess niches of voiceover work. You got like, you know, your cartoons and then you have your anime dubbing and then you got your cart commercials and then you got, you know, I don't know, man. It's, it just seems like it's so many different niches. Sure, like, how, do you, sure. and, how do you brand then, yourself? In I mean, world? you know, some people have their thing, you know what I mean? Like I, my thing, my thing mm-hmm. is like a youthful, excited voice, you know? Um, oh, and okay. so, and I can be funny with it as well. So I was booking, so you get like the kids' so commercials I was getting, and like the new toy. Yeah, so I could be a voice on that kind of stuff, you know, anything like youthful and exciting, you know, like McDonald's, oh, the three, four, five deal at McDonald's. Yeah, you know, and that kind of crap. Like that's what they, <laughs> that's what they wanted, you know. Uh, and, and well, I mean, they want a lot of things, but that was the thing that I was good at and that was my niche. But, you know, there's niches for everything. I mean, for, for in the voiceover world, you get your people who do different voices, you know, like I, you know, guys that do um, I can do a lot with my voice, like some impressions, some sound effects. But there's guys in the, I met in the voiceover industry that were like pros at that stuff. Like they blew my mind. And that's their niche. They can do voices. They can do all kinds of accents and stuff. Um, and so you kind of find your way in it. Um, I'm really good. I'm from Boston originally, so I, got a, I can do a thick Boston accent. So I was doing a lot of that as well. Whenever they needed a Boston guy, I was getting those jobs as, as well. Wow. But that's about it. Just the Boston thing was something I would I could do. But then it was mostly just a youthful, excited guy. They want you to be you most of the time. Use your voice. You know, that's what they. That's what oh, usually wow. that's what they want. Yeah, especially for commercials and stuff. They just want 
They want a, a real person behind the voice. That's someone who's buying their product or talking about their product, you know, without being silly or like a cartoon. You know? So if someone was looking to get a, a foothold in the voiceover game or the voiceover world, how do you think they should start? Well, I, <clears throat> if you're in LA or New York, um, I would highly recommend you take a voiceover class. Uh, and I know some people who teach these classes, uh, casting directors that I, I used to have relationships with. They, um, so I kind of looked into it. I didn't, I didn't use it because I didn't need it. I was already working, but they, they, I noticed. <laughs> I was already getting yeah, money. I didn't need it. <laughs> I was already paying my bills. Talking. To, I was already paying my bills selling McNuggets. Uh, not, not the yeah. brand. Uh, yeah. So. These, these courses are very helpful, though, because they teach you about the industry. They teach you how to audition. They teach you how to get an agent. And, uh, by the, and they also run you through how do you read copy, what's called copy, voiceover copy, which is basically the scripts. How do you approach the scripts? How do you read them? And then they have you practice them on the microphone, and they record you and play it back for you, and they give you tips. And by the end of the course, they actually create for you a voiceover demo, it's called, a voiceover demo. Where it's it's basically you doing some commercials, promos, maybe a video game voice character or a, an animation character, and a bunch of these clips are on a little MP3 that you then can use as your calling card to get work, and they help you create that. And you really do need a, a voiceover demo. It's absolutely necessary to get work having a voiceover demo, which is basically short clips of your of you doing voiceovers of various things. It might be like a car commercial. It could be a serial commercial. It could be the voice of a character on a video game or a, a promo or something. It could be any of those things all put together in one file that people can listen to to get an idea of what your voice is capable of, what you sound like on, on the microphone. And uh, that I would recommend starting there. If you're not in any of those places, of course, you have to create your own voiceover demo at home. So you're going to need some equipment and you're going to have to practice reading commercial copy and reading, reading copy into the microphone and listen to it back and kind of critique yourself. There may be YouTube videos that you could watch to, to help you uh, create a voiceover demo, but it really all starts with that demo. And then that's what you send to potential casting people to uh, get an idea of what your voice sounds like before they'll even audition you or hire you. You really need one of these things. Is that helpful? Wow. That was like a mini masterclass wow. in how to wow, get a yeah. job. And if I love you, it. And if your listeners want to join my voiceover demo creation class, it's going to be up and running as soon as this virus is over. I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, man, that's yeah. not a bad idea. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> it's like, okay, he's got maybe a report. Maybe I should do this. I had no idea. I, gave, <laughs> I think you should. I really do. I think you should. I'm not even joking. Uh, well, you know, I did 10 years of this in New York so, City, so I learned a little bit about it. You know, I learned a little bit. About it. And it helped. Hey, it, man, you've got and, more than enough social And I tell you, uh, you know, learning all about how to use my voice has helped me enormously on the podcast. You know, I still use those skills that I had. Even though I don't do a lot of voiceover work like I used to, I still use it for my for my podcast. You know, little that's so cool. These things are very important. You know, watch your ums and your likes. Like, clean up your language on a podcast. You know, you have a podcast, so you know you got to try and sound professional. And and, and so those um, yeah. those skills that I learned those years in New York City doing voiceovers and auditioning every day for voiceover jobs. All of those skills I'm using now to this day. Wow. So at this point, I'm kind of just following the journey of your life. And you started as a, a singer, and then you transitioned into doing stand-up comedy as well as your singing. And then you just started doing voiceover acting. When did you transition into, like, television acting? So, and, uh, well, when I was in 
New York, when I got that agent, they mm-hmm. represented me for all of these categories. So voiceover. Did you always want to be an actor? Uh, Not to no, I, I, I really didn't have any aspirations in this area whatsoever. I, I really didn't. I never really thought about it. I just wanted to play music and tell jokes. That's really all I was. And before that, I wanted to play baseball. I was a sports person forever and ever. I just wanted to, I just oh, wanted wow. to play baseball, <laughs> uh, basically. Yeah, so then, uh, you know, I started being sent on these auditions for film and TV. Like, and I was kind of like, wow, this is weird. These auditions are kind of, they're kind of fun, you know? You get to pretend to be somebody else. You know, you go in and you, I might even dress up like somebody else and I go in and I do the best I can. And I wasn't booking any of these jobs in the first year or so. I just didn't, I was just kind of getting my feet wet. Um, and then I, I thought to myself, well, uh, this could be another aspect of what I do. Why not? It seems fun to me. Let me explore this. So then I, I got an acting coach. And I started going to acting class. And in acting class, they make you act. You get up in front of the class with another person and you do a scene. I know it's very nerve wracking. Uh, but I started doing that and I, I was pretty good at it. And, I, and it was fun. I liked it. You know, hey, I do a love scene with this pretty girl that I don't know. Wow. You know, exciting shit. You get to be other people. You get to come from a different time. Yeah. Imagine that. Imagine you go to work and you're, you're like, you get to be a 300-year-old a dead pirate uh, or something. You know, it's like... Uh, and then <laughs> who marries a woman in 2019, <laughs> uh, man. So yeah, you get to be other people in different, in other places. And it just seemed exciting to me. It was really cool. So I explored it. I explored it. I took a very serious. I took a very good acting coach. I paid good money for these classes. And then I started booking acting work as well. And it was very exciting. Uh, and I, I did some stuff on TV and some film as well. And, uh, you know, you don't always work as an actor. Of course, you're trying to get work a lot of the time. So I picked up a video, I, I picked up mm-hmm. a video camera and taught myself how to shoot and edit and started acting with my friends on camera because I noticed a lot of comedians, they wanted to be actors too, but they didn't have any opportunity. And uh, some of them couldn't even afford acting classes. So I just get together with them and we make videos. And, uh, we got to, we all got to act and um, I got to learn how to write and shoot things and edit things as well. Uh, and so I, I went from there, but yeah, I got that acting bug from just going on dish, on auditions and kind of my heart raced and it was exciting and I, and I liked it i liked it we went from there so if you don't see a way make a way oh that's I, I a great that saying yeah if you man. don't see a way make a way i didn't i wasn't thinking of that at the time i wasn't thinking like that i, I just was thinking wow man i got i got some time on my hands on these weekends and stuff like what am i going to do um let's uh let's let's make something you know it's again it was like it just it's a lot of fun to get together with your friends and have a couple beers and, and make something and that's kind of what i was doing uh, to this day, I, I still like to engage in that. You still live by the creed, I love huh? that. I really do. I love that. It sucks now. One of the things about being isolated is I can't get together with friends and make things. I mean, I'm, we're making something right now via digital, and that's great. And that's great. And I've done a few of those things with friends, mm-hmm. too. Uh, for me, nothing beats shooting scenes with my friends. I really miss that, shooting sketches and stuff. Yeah, if you go to my website, jonesy.com, and click on videos, you'll see some of the stuff. It's just so fun, man. And those guys that I work with are so damn funny. Oh man, hanging out with them all day—it's a—it's a damn. I'm so lucky and so privileged to be able to hang out with these funny comedians in LA, man. I'm really blessed, and and I miss these guys, you know. That's so nice, man. So, what do you have coming up the pipeline? I know you have more episodes of your show coming up, but are you working on a, a television project or something, a web series? I don't, I don't know. I'm just shooting stuff out there. Uh, I have some stuff written that I'd like to shoot, and when the, when the, we're allowed to gather again, I'll, I will be doing that. Um, mm-hmm. In the meantime, I'll write more things to shoot. Uh, and uh, 
of course, I've been writing a lot of writing some stand up as well because I I can't wait to get back on the stage and tell jokes again. I really miss that quite a bit. Uh, doing live shows, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been working on <clears throat> some newer material too because I just came back from a trip from Asia and I got some jokes from being in Asia and I haven't been able to do them since I got back into the states because I've only I, I got here. I did one show and then everything was shut down. All my shows have been canceled. So I got these new jokes, new bits that I'm, I'm excited to work out. Um, and then lastly, what else am I working on? Oh, I'm going to be doing a, I'm fiddling around with a couple of ideas for a new podcast that I would like to do because I'd like to pick up another one and do a second podcast. Okay. Yeah. As if there wasn't enough content, you have to create more. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, well, I mean, it's, 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 it's both, these ideas are fun for me. So if, mm -hmm. if, if it doesn't, if it's not crazy successful, I won't regret it because it seems like it's going to be fun to do it. So I want to do things. I, oftentimes I choose things not because they're going to give me some sort of monetary reward at the end of the road, but because they, uh, they're enjoyable to me. Um, I mean, as you know, from doing your own thing, uh, these things take a long time to make money, right? They take a long time. You think you're going to create mm -hmm. a podcast and make money in six months? Well, think again, man. It doesn't, you know, unless you're a famous person, no one's going to, no one's yeah, going to, yeah, you have like that huge, yeah, no one's going to click on your thing. You know, it's very difficult to, to make money at these things. So it can happen, but it takes persistence and a lot of time, you know, imagine having to invest two years into a project before you see it, you, before you see a substantial amount of money, if anything. And so how do you keep going with something? Well, you're not going to want to do it if you're not going to see a reward for three years down the road. It, it, that's that's tough motivation. The motivation is make sure it's enjoyable to you because it's something you're going to have to do every week or every month or in my case, five days a week. So it has to be somewhat enjoyable. You know, the whole aspect of it doesn't have to be fun. I mean, no one's marketing and spreading out things on social media to get people to listen to your thing or, or read your book that you wrote or whatever. That's not a lot of fun. But at least making it should be fun for you. So I, I'm going to choose something that's fun for me to make. At least that will give me some sort of reward. Whether or not it makes money or not down the road, that's secondary to me. But I want to enjoy what I'm doing. I mean, that's that's why I got into this in the first place. I enjoy – I'm someone who's a curious person and I like weird things. And so this podcast, Weird AF News, was – it's something I, when I began it, I really, it didn't seem like work to me. You know, I, I just, I liked researching and reading about weird stuff anyways. I just, I've always been into the weird. So it's just a natural thing for me. If I was doing something like celebrity gossip, I would hate it. I can't stand celebrity gossip. Mm. That would feel like work to me. And I would have done it for six months. And then it would have, when I didn't make a dime, I would have, it would have fell off. It just would have been another thing that I picked up and dropped. But because I like it. Uh, like weird news and like weird things, uh, weird history, the paranormal. I like, you know, UFOs and aliens. I like all this weird stuff. But this didn't really seem like so much work to me. So whatever project I pick up from now on, it's it's usually first and foremost coming from a place of uh, artistic, like, uh, reward to me. Like, it, it's got some sort of artistic excitement and adventure to me, uh, something I want to explore artistically. I love it, man. Creativity is the driving force behind everything you do. As long as it's uh, naturally makes you creative, then you want to keep doing it. Yeah. And, and a lot and, of people don't think like that. No, know? no. And, you know, you can tell, oh, man. And, and you know, I, I'm going to be honest. It's 
not always the case, but oftentimes when something is came, is is created from a place of just money, you you can tell the quality isn't there. We can all tell that it's this is not something that came from cash grab. Yeah. This is not something that came from the heart. You know what, you know yeah. what I mean? Whether it's a movie or a TV show or an album that you listen to, you can be, you ever have an artist in the beginning, their first two albums, you're like, it came from the heart. They were struggling. They were yeah. hungry. And those albums were always the best. And then what happened? The belly got full, but the, you know, and so they weren't feeling as creative, but they were, they were stuck in a record deal. This was back when I don't even know if they have record deals anymore. Remember you would sign a five record deal <laughs> after your first. They still do. They're, they're, they're still, still terrible. Right, so like the first two were great. Right. And then they get downhill from there. Why? Because those other ones, they were fulfillments of a contract based on money that they had with the record company. They had to push out three more albums before their contract mm-hmm. was up and they were forced and they didn't come from a place of hunger and a place of heart and a place of true artistic uh, motivation. And you can, we can always tell man, as the consumer of these things, as these things of these things, you can tell when something doesn't come from a place like that, when it's just money only, you know, and I, I don't want to make things like that. I, I, they make me gross. I feel gross about it. I can tell that I've, I've kind of cheated the people, you know, when I do something like that. So have you ever put yourself in a position where you worked on a project and, and it ended up being solely about the money or how do you continue to keep yourself in a position to where you avoid that mindset? Oh, uh, well, you have to, you-, you have to get your bills paid first, I'd imagine. Right. And then, I mean, yeah, it's only when you get your bills paid, can you really make decisions like that? It's unfortunate, you know, and it's hard to make a living as an artist. So of course I've done things. The majority of my voiceover work has been cash grabs, man. I mean, I you know, I, I you cash know, grabs or experience. Uh, well, a little bit of both, right? A little bit of both. Like when you think about voiceover work, initially you think to yourself, "Oh, how cool would it be? Oh, I could be the voice of a transformer, right? Who the hell doesn't want to be yeah. a voice of a transformer? Who the hell does not want to be Optimus? Prime? Yeah, who doesn't He's want to be voice of planet? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Uh, Bumblebee, you know, who doesn't want to Bumblebee. Yeah, who doesn't want to say those things, you know? We all do. But then when you get into the actual voice of an industry, you see that it's a lot of like uh it's 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 more like there's a few auditions and jobs like that, but the most of them are like Gogurt, now in Kiwi and Strawberry, you know, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. My my you know, every time I do that, my soul hurt a little just a little bit, you know. Just a just a little bit, you know. I know as an artist as an artist I would rather be doing something a little bit more creative. Uh but at the time I admit I needed the money, I was paying the bills. So I looked at it like this. Mm-hmm. I looked at it like, hey, I'm doing these voiceovers for McDonald's, for Macy's, for Arby's, whatever the hell it is. I'm doing these voiceovers mm-hmm. to pay the bills so that I can, on the side, I can make videos with my friends and I can do stand up and I can play music. I can do all the things that I love on the side. I can pay for my acting lessons so I can get better mm-hmm. as an actor. You know, it was functional for me to do those things at the time because at the end of, at the, end of the day, I knew I was pouring my time and my money into um, uh, learning artistic skills that would make me a, a better artist uh, and uh, kind of brought me along to where I, I am today. Um, so yeah, I forget what the question yeah. is, but I, I tend to. Nah, you, you answered it. It was, it was a long, long question, but you answered it. Um, all right. Just last question. How can the people get in touch with you? Oh, how can the people get in touch with me? Uh, well, you can follow me on Instagram at funny Jones. Um, that's, that's most of the, that's mostly what I, where I'm at on social media. I spend a lot of time on Instagram at funny Jones. My website is Jonesy. Dot com if you want to watch those videos I referred to or download my comedy album as well. There's some stand-up clips on there as well if you want to check that out. 
And there's a link to the podcast on there, Weird AF News. Uh, if you're if they're into podcasts, they want to hear the podcast. It's uh, just whatever podcast uh, catcher that you have, just search for Weird AF. A as in Apple, F as in uh, Frank. Frank. News. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to say the F word on your show, but Weird AF yeah. News and. Uh, and yeah, that's my podcast, and it's five days a week weird news. And on Fridays, I just do weird news from Florida. So, so if you uh, F is for Florida, yeah, weird F is for Florida. As Florida, I have news. a lot of. <laughs> I noticed so my downloads on Fridays are double what any other day are. So I have a group of people who only listen on Fridays. Apparently, they just love Florida yeah, because Fridays. it's so weird. I remember <laughs> I walked past the TV one day, and this said something like a live grenade and rocket launcher was found. Uh, donated inside of a yeah. goodwill yeah, and yeah. child walked over. <laughs> I remember that story. I covered that story. Yeah. They had a of course yeah, you did. A rocket launcher and a grenade left in a in a goodwill. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Florida, baby. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So on Fridays we do just weird news out of Florida. Uh but yeah, but uh, I, I always pimp out the podcast for sure, for sure. That's and, and right now that's really all I'm doing. So <laughs> Yeah, you can't see me do live stand up right now, man. You just, it's just a podcast. Please be sure to check out his podcast. And I'd like to thank you so much for your time. And um, your comedy is hilarious. And keep creating, man, because you've inspired the hell out of me. Thank you, Jordan. I'm so glad to inspire you. You know, you, you've got the equipment, obviously. You've got the drive. You're interviewing me. I'm assuming you're interviewing many other people for your own podcast. You know, use this time that you have right now. If you have any spare time alone to create something else, like add another podcast to your arsenal. I mean, you obviously have the mm. drive and the equipment to do it. I'm sure you can come up with an idea. And I'm, I'm glad I've inspired you. Yeah, get crea as creative as you can, man. And the more things that you make, the more irons in the fire, uh, you know, the, the better. And the, and the more chances you have of, you know, spreading your voice out there and getting fans. And uh, someone likes one of the things that you do. You know, maybe they'll enjoy the other things that you do as well, and you can have crossover appeal. You know, and and so yeah, think about some things that you've been thinking about that you might want to do, and use this time to get as creative as you can, my brother. All right, man, love it. This has been another episode of Offstage with Jordan Baylor. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Offstage with Jordan Baylor. Now go forth and create.